This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Hello and welcome to the Covert Nerd Podcast. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to me that you take the time out of your day to hear what I have to say. If you know somebody that would like this topic that you're about to listen to, please pause the podcast and share it with a friend. I would really appreciate it. Also go to covertnerd.net for all the different ways you can get in touch with me. And without further ado, let's dive right in with Peter and HeroQuest. Because they learned how to count. Because it started out, where do you want to go? What do you want your person to do? And then it got to the point where it was, okay, no, no, no. You have to count to move your die. <laughs> you have to add your dice together to move. Yes, that's a big you one. You have to do the math for your attack. Yeah. And Tony really started to get cranky when I was saying, you have to be able to read the card for the magic item if you want to use it. Yeah. Oh. That you were not five when I was forcing you to read the cards. You were a little <laughs> bit older. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. So you it introduced was, them. You said at three and five. Is that right? At four and five. Four and five. Okay. Yeah. What was the first impression? Were they really liking it, or was it just a little awkward? Or what? What? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, do you guys remember your first impression? Um, I don't remember it because I was so little. All I know is I've been playing for as long as I can remember. <laughs> okay. But I've always liked it i've always really liked playing it and it was something i could just do with my dad sure which was really nice but i don't remember like the first time actually playing or anything i think the first time i had some friends over and we were playing it and you guys saw it and you wanted to play so i made up a character for her based on the elf with all healing spells the elven sunshine princess (laughs) awesome and she had just healing spells, so she didn't have to worry about picking other things to do. And she had a magic rod that she could either hit people with or shoot bolts out of. So it was like having a bow yeah. and a sword. And then Anthony yeah. got Sir Dennis. Oh, yeah. Also known as the Brick. Yeah. <laughs> He was uh, the barbarian, but he was a knight, and he had trained okay. so that he could switch between his bow and his sword, because keeping track of what weapons they were equipped with was hard for them at that age. It, it is, yes. <laughs> yes. But they've had lots of fun. In fact, Shannon entered D&D culture around here for a little while, because I had a friend over, and it's, it's nice when you're used to role-playing games to be able to kind of turn your brain off and do something a little bit simpler. And he was playing and they were in the group too. And he's hurt. So at one point he turns, he goes, Oh, Elven sunshine princess. Could you possibly heal me? Yeah. My reaction was you have cookies. (laughs) Give me cookies and I'll consider it. Wow. Uh, Elven princess that needs to be bribed or. Yes. So. Hey, I'm not here for free. For a while, for a while at, at D&D games, when somebody's like, hey, I need to be healed, someone would go, do you have cookies? Yeah. <laughs> we'll work for cookies. Yes, we'll work for cookies. Yeah, you were asking if people have uh, been playing it continuously. 
Yeah. Um, I, I discovered it way back when it was released at the high school, beginning of college. I picked it up because it was nice for a, well, now they'd call it a beer and pretzels game. Yeah. Where, you know, you're used to playing D and D and you're worried about how much you're carrying. And if I cast this spell, what will the effect be? It was very nice to just relax and kind of go whole hog with the role playing and play up the barbarian and, yep. and everything. And then I got it. I picked up uh, a whole bunch of stuff to expand it. Uh, Dark World, Dragon Strike, the D&D game, a whole bunch of different stuff to have different boards. And what really kept it going was when I started playing it with the kids. And in fact, I did, I purchased the Hasbro Pulse fundraiser thing specifically so that I would have sets that they could both leave the house with. When they move out so they can play with their kids. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll be fighting to the death over the new one or the original set. (laughs) We'll have to see. I got dibs on the the plasterboard. (laughs) No, no, no. That's the one that stays here. Talking about. Yeah. Tell me some of the homebrew projects you're working on or or have worked on. Okay. The one I I did one. I did uh, Star Wars Hero Quest. Oh, cool. I was just watching the original and I realized that it seemed a lot like a dungeon crawl. And I realized that the characters had a lot of stuff that was very similar. So they, um, I, I created cards based on the spells and characters. I wrote up all of the, uh, standard crew person, small droid, came up with an armory, created rules for all the stuff. And most of it is a one-for-one translation. So, and what Tony was talking about, the plasterboard, is I used her starts tiles to make that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, is that all styrofoam or what's... That's dental plaster and it's framed. I made a whole bunch of new doorways and archways and everything because they had the um, Lichmeyer Dungeon where they were new, up-to-date sculpts by Boris, and he is just great. Yes, I've seen his So I was like, okay, my I got these new new guys coming. They need a better dungeon. (laughs) And I built that, and I reprinted cards. Another thing I'm working on right now with Anthony is going undersea. Oh. So I have some... New monsters I'm creating. We're working on different rules and stuff. And are you 3D printing those or how are you doing those little figures? Those I purchased on Etsy from a uh, great lady in Spain. It was kind of funny because she answered all these questions for me and we went over all this stuff and we talked about all this stuff. And then I realized she was in Spain and shipping was going to be a disaster. But I'm like, she already put all this time in talking to me. She already did all this stuff. So I'm not going to go, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go over here with somebody else. That's good. Yeah. Well, it it only seemed fair right now. The thing I am working on probably the most, Orc Quest. Oh, okay. Where you play the orcs. Oh, so the orcs are the heroes. Is that right? The orcs are the heroes. Okay. And right now, Anthony is actually in the middle of raiding this village. So this is um, 
and I just forgot the uh, Towns and Taverns battle maps um, from Loke battle maps. Yep, I've, I've heard and of those. I've seen those. They're the flip. They're the flip books. They're great. Yep, but they are. They're great. You're right. Tony ran into the rather uncomfortable proposition. He decided to no, raid. No, 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 no. Let me put it this way. He goes, you open the door, and you find a family, and they're sleeping. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Let's be like, oh. So, so he decided instead that he, he let people run out, grabbed the father, and said, tell everybody we're here. So he ran through town screaming, and then everybody who's going to come fight like the town guard and everything yeah. came out. So he's like, I got the civilians out of the way. Yeah. And dad, can, can we please go do a dungeon crawl? Yeah. Where... <laughs> Let's go beat up on the, ne I know the necromancer's bad. We'll go beat up on him. Yeah. him. <laughs> so that's what we're working on now. And same thing. I created characters. Mm -hmm. I created a, uh, a new villains list. Oh, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at Photoshop. Oh, I can't, okay. I can't create, you know, wonderful art or anything, sure. but I can say, okay, let's make it look like parchment and yeah. And pink. So, um, it is truly, it sounds like to me, Peter, it's definitely a family affair. It sounds like, Oh are, yes. Your kids involved with the creation too, or, or yes. Explain they do a lot of play testing. Um, right now, in fact, Anthony is, we're not only messing around with the rules for underwater, but we're working on different lightsaber styles. Yeah. Oh. Because on accident. He, yes. He, we, he accidentally <laughs> killed my Wookiee no, Jedi no, master's no, apprentice. No. Oh, the, uh, we, yeah. Cause I was at work. So you guys, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we kept playing. I was at work. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Shannon. You were at work. You have a life now. Yeah. He also we're we're play testing the Orquest stuff. Oh, okay. Um, to see how it works before, and we've already found a couple things to tweak. So it's a lot of fun. The only person who isn't into it is my wife, who just kind of looks on and smiles. And hey, some, uh, something you guys can do together. That's that's half the battle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about the process that you go through on on this. Are y'all are you keeping kind of these extra rules or the the world building within the the HeroQuest system, or how how are you changing that? It, everything is based on the HeroQuest system. Okay. Um, about the only thing I changed was you can get more dice, but most of them don't have monster shields. They just have the two shields and three skulls. So for convenience, I said, everybody's using the same defense. Okay. But even then, with that, like in the dice, there is like a, just a blank shot side. So it can still be used for standard hero quest if need be. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty much just taking hero quest, adding new characters, yeah. adding new uh, forms of magic. The Star Wars hero quest was very much a direct one-for-one -one translation. I made up treasure cards, and all I did was give them a theme. So okay. instead of getting hit with a hazard, you accidentally access a power outlet instead of a data port. <laughs> okay. And I put little quotes from all the Star Wars characters on there. Oh, awesome. Um, so, um, and all I did 
was take all of the spells that I used, mm-hmm. and I used the standard ones, and I used the ones from Dragon Strike, and I said, this is something a Jedi could do. And then I'd take another one and say, this is something that I think a droid could do accessing the computers. Okay. And I split it up into two schools of magic. You can have a droid running around accessing the computers. A lot of it is stuff you saw in the movies, creating smoke clouds, opening doors, closing doors. Um, Increasing gravity, turning the lights off. Yeah, that's what, turn the lights off. Yeah. One of his favorites is increasing the gravity in a room. Of course, it has to be an artificial environment. Yeah. So you can't do it in a cave, but when you're in a space station, you can play tricks with stuff. So yeah, everything okay. that's logical and that could happen in the Star Wars universe, we kind of have covered, okay. which is really kind of fun because I mean, it's one thing to watch it, but it's one thing to actually take the characters and kind of go into it and be able yeah. to play around and mess with that world. So yeah, but it's everything you can logically do in the Star Wars universe. There's nothing funky, and a lot of it's kind of expanded universe sort of stuff sure. too because we are an expanded universe family so <laughs> we, there are a few things that are and it, not canon but it also helps that i did all of this when God, how old were you guys i don't know i've been playing star eight, wars hero questions eight, for just as long no 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 it was like nine well, or nine or ten yeah but I, remember, um, I remember my first group was the uh commandos boss uh victor and scorch from the republic commandos game because we tweaked them and gave them different abilities. Like, Scorch always started with three thermal detonators. Sev could take... He had an, an extended rage. Boss could have someone move again. And Fixer got three droid uh, powers that he could use. And we've even expanded on Star Wars Zero Plus further. Because this was the first one that Dad made. You can see it was mainly from more of the Empire one. Yes. And you can see it has stuff like, you know, Stormtrooper, Heavy Stormtrooper, Dark Trooper. But then we've expanded on it and we've made more of the Clone Wars era because you can see we've changed it. Yeah. We had like the Stormtrooper, now we have, uh, I mean, uh, a droid where we have Ben Kenobi, now we have Obi Wan, and you know. Yeah, they got a little tired of me winging it when they wanted to play in Clone Wars. Yeah. So I put created the rules. What is it about Hero Quest that seems to be the world you like to play in? What what's advantageous for that? You think? The, the main thing for me is that at its core, the system is very simple. Yes. You have the, the specialty dice and you are you don't have to worry about which kind of dice you're throwing, possibilities. Your spells are very simple. If you're going to get more powerful, because a lot of people have created things to advance your heroes, you get more spells. You're not sitting there trying to calculate the volume of a room to see if your fireball... Oh, you cast fireball. Well, I told you the prisoners are in those cages over there. So we got to calculate the volume of this dungeon to see how much... If it's a spell effect, like with lightning, it's a straight line diagonal or off to the side but with fireball it's just the entire room so it is it's simple it's easy to modify and the main thing for me was i could play it with the kids without it getting too too crazy and 
when you wind up having a life and a job yeah. and kids that suck up a lot of time. Yeah. If you can get together, if I can get together to game with other grownups two or three times a year, yeah, that is an incredibly full year yep. for me. Yep. You're exactly right. So having characters that you're keeping and you're keeping track of what they have and, and everything is really complicated, but I just have a, you sit down, you run an adventure on hero quest yeah. and it's relaxing. Yes. You know, I don't want to have to do calculus to figure out exactly how much weight I can carry. Now I'll do it and I yeah. like it when I have the time, but. Yeah. And like another thing that you kind of covered, but it's like, Star Wars Hero Quest, there's been times that we have put it down and then you can pick it right back up again. Yeah. There's yeah. no having to get together every week to keep the adventure running or whatever. Like, okay. I have spells that have been sitting with my character for years, <laughs> which Dad tells me to put them back in the treasure deck. But yeah, whatever. That, that, yeah. That, that, but it, it, it helps when there's actual treasure in the treasure deck. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not just, sitting in a folder so somewhere. So we like, you can, you can put it down, you can pick it back up again. It's unlike, like, I tried to run a D&D game with my friends and trying to get everybody together yeah. was a pain in the butt. If somebody missed a part of the adventure, you had to catch them up and it was chaos. But with yeah. this, you can literally just put it down, play it, and then pick it up again and go back down. It's just, it's oh. simple. And it's just, it's always easy. And it was really, since the rules were so simple, it was easy to get Tony and me into it because mm-hmm. of just the basic core mechanics. It's something a five-year-old can understand. But yeah. then as we got older, Dad changed it and evolved it. And now yep. our characters are pretty badass because we've had them for 11 years. 11 years. How, how old are you guys now, the kids? I'm 17. I'm 15. Okay. They, so you, you played with your friends too then? No, I tried to run okay. with my friends. We were going to play Hero Quest, but that required miniatures and everything. Okay. I've, I've told them they can bring people over and use my stuff, but they were just getting ready to start that when there was this little pandemic thing. <laughs> yes. You know, hopefully when they are, when things start to calm down, I've yeah. told them they can get the stuff out whenever they want. They can play whenever they want. Um, it's not like when they were five Yeah. and I had to worry about them breaking, breaking miniatures. Yep. Yeah. What sets do you have then, Peter? Uh, Hero Quest. The actual core Hero Quest, I have everything because I had this very brief window when I had money <laughs> and yes. not as many responsibilities. Yes. And the stuff wasn't that expensive. So you now, have the base. You have the base set, and then what else do you have? I have the base set. American base set, the European base set, one other wow. partial base set I got for the board. I have the two core American released expansions. Okay. I have against the Over- Ogre Horde, which was kind of pricey to get from England. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the Wizards of uh, Mordecai. Yes. I have that one. Oh, wait. No, I did have to create and print the Barbarian, Barbarian Quest, which is the Frozen Horror. Yes. Which actually... I'm running for him. Anthony started oh. running that for me a couple of years ago. Yeah. Cool. So I sat down and printed everything out because a lot of the stuff is available. And when it's been yeah. out of print for, you know, 25 years, years I'm like, I, I feel okay about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> I don't blame you. I have lots of printed out ones too. <laughs> yeah. Just because. Yeah. 
you have to. What what do yeah. you think about some of the expansions, Peter? Uh, the the against the Org Horg or Morkar or some of the others. What do you think about those? I tend to quite a while back. I I tend to run the game more as a game master where I'm creating what's going on. So I'll grab, I grab the monsters, I grab the spells, I grab the ideas, and then I kind of do it freewheeling. And part of that was that it is such a simple system that when I was playing with my friends, I, I mean, I was joking at one point, they were going in like a SWAT team. Yeah. assassinate the wizard. He looks like a spellcaster. Kill him. Burst through the door. Do this. Do that. Do the other thing. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, the whole point's to relax a little bit. Yes. So if it was the standard mission in the game, mm-hmm. they would just rip their way through it. And then, of course, when you're playing with the kids, you want them to have fun. Yeah. So maybe that pit trap isn't there if they're going into the room with one hit point. Yes. But they're full up and they're being arrogant and they're tripping down the hallways, you know, <laughs> singing songs. Well, you know what? There's a pit trap there, yes. even though there isn't one on the board. I think the one time I had, because Tony's the tank, but he was taking all the hit points. So I kept healing him up and I ran through all my healing spells and I ended up dying. And I sat there and I cried because I'm like seven. And yeah. when you die, it's like... And it's dad's dramatic. like, oh, come back to life. It's going to be fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I, just, I, just, I, I imagine I would just be like, oh, elf weak. Slung her over the shoulder and walked out of the dungeon. <laughs> I think you're fine. There are many, many hero quest stories in this household. I bet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do tend to add up. Yeah. Over the years. What did your, what did your friends think? Peter, back back in the day when you first got it and you introduced them to Hero Quest, what was their impression, good, bad, or otherwise? Well, most of us were gamers, okay, and we we sat down and took a look at it, and a lot of them said the same thing: "This is very simple." Yes, and I said yes, but on a Friday night where you you and you can't make it, and guess what? The other two people from the other gaming group are free. You know, we can just get together and do this, and it's relaxing. Then, I mean, heck, for a while, I had people come into the house. It it was probably being about once a month before the kids were born. Yeah. Tried to get together every week, but you're adults with responsibilities. And as soon as enough people couldn't make it, we'd just call it. Yeah, they they thought it was fun and relaxing. Some people... We're kind of, you know, D&D snobs about it. Yeah. I try to listen at the door and you hear back. He's just like, I listen at the door and you hear back. It's a board game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I examine the outside of the trap. Okay. Or outside of the chest. You you roll this dice. Yeah. And then that tells you if you find something, that's it. There's no. Yeah. So they're trying to make it more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I've made it a little more complicated. No, I mean, that yeah. were, were other uh, players that first started playing trying to make it more difficult than it needed to be? Well, yeah. yeah. I think that was more because they were they went from a very, like, D&D, which was very yeah. heavily looked to something, to then a board game. I don't think that players necessarily go into Hero Quest and try to make it more complicated. I do. 
platform. Okay, yeah. You can level up. I added whole classes of spells. and Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's because we've been playing for so long, and I, yeah. it's not like you're throwing that stuff at us when we were five. Well, yeah, that's no. true. No. I mean, I like I made up this. Um, oh wow! Look at that. I made up a new screen. The thing is, I found there's so much stuff that people have done online. This is oh, not yeah. mine. Somebody else created this list for the armory and the alchemist, and it's just everything from all the expansions in one place. They created a monster, a massive. Uh, uh, the combined monster list for everybody. So basically this has like... And I I was actually going to double check his name okay. before I... If I wound up showing that off. Because that's not my work. Well, I took it, I put it on the parchment, and I printed yeah. it out, put it in my Game Master yeah. screen. You Somebody else compiled that. Yeah. Added yeah. some new rules. That's the and, thing. The homebrew community out there for HeroQuest is just massive and very creative. Like you said. Yes. Yes. And a lot of times you can expand what you're doing just by going to some of the sites like the Yield Insight. Yes. And poking around. Because most people are like, I made this. Here it is. Take a look at it. I found one guy. He actually wound up creating something different, slightly different mm -hmm. and putting it on drive through RPG called Broadsword. But he had done all of this work. Yeah. for years uh -huh. and new class so you have a whole list of water spells and you have a whole list of fire spells and everything and i was grabbing that right and left yeah and printed it all out um yeah there's no sense in reinventing the wheel i mean if someone's done the work and you can maybe expound on it or add to it or, or make it different or you know, unique it make it unique for your your gaming Yes, and that's one reason on Facebook I created HeroQuest Multiverse because it seems like every time I said, yeah, I did Star Wars HeroQuest. And a lot of times, I mean, especially with the pandemic, it, it's yeah. we've had a running game for about, what, four months? Yeah. So we will, you know, I'll snap a picture and show it, and people are like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And I mentioned I was going to work on Stargate. Oh. And somebody was like, that would be so cool. And I said, you know what? And somebody else had said, yeah, I did a Star Wars thing too. And so I said, you know what? I'll, I'll try to make a place where everybody can show up and say, hey, this is what I did. Yeah. And so far, somebody said they did one that was like the classic monster movies. Oh, from yeah. the, like the mummy and the werewolf and stuff like that. The mummy and the werewolf. And it's kind of inverted a little bit because there's like one monster who's really tough and your heroes are trying to mainly not get killed yes. by him. Yeah. Or, or you could do, you could do a league of extraordinary gentlemen type game. And somebody else said they had worked up, they had done their own star Wars. So I was comparing it to see the track they took. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's, that's got a, you could go in all different directions. X-Men, DC oh, Universe. Yeah. I mean, you could do well for, for, for DC. We usually just play Hero Clicks. Oh, well, that's true. There is there is a game. I believe it was created by many of the same people called HeroScape, yes. which is an open field, very similar combat system. Yeah. Marvel came out with a set, and there were supposed to be a whole bunch of boosters for it, but mm -hmm. then the deal fell through. Oh. So that was it. They had that one thing. 
So yeah. there is all sorts of HeroScape stuff for DC and Marvel that people have created. The community on there is, and it's on HeroScapers. Okay. And that is, it, it's a good community. They tend to be a little uptight about grammar, which can be rough when you have a learning disability. But, hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when the box says 12 and up, and you're trying to say, no, we're trying to have, this is, this is for adults, too. But it is a good community. There's yeah. lots of creative stuff going on there. So if I was going to do superheroes, I'd probably go there. Oh, okay. And do Hero Quest. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, Hero Escape. Yeah. Hero Escape. Okay. Then for your kids, was Hero Quest kind of the, the gateway into the gaming world for them? As yes, far as... We, don't, we don't call it a gateway drug. <laughs> but, yes. And it is, it was, after we did that for a while, um, we started going to Gen Con. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So last year was the first year we haven't been to Gen Con in 11, because there wasn't one. Yep. That's been our big end of summer trip. Sure. Every year. We even get to miss school to go. Hey. Well, yeah. Hey. And now we do the Palladium Open House when we get a chance. Hero Quest has really been integral, Peter. It sounds like for you and the kids and, and gaming in general. But yes. Hero Quest is what started it all. It sounds like with yes the, and the kids. Yeah, and I've talked to gamer dads normally, uh, and some gamer moms who have been like the, the kid doesn't want to pick up the phone. They don't want to play the game. Yeah, they don't want to try. And I said, well, what are you starting out with? I said, well, they're like, well, I started out with fifth edition D and D. <laughs> you know, just a thought. <laughs> Go on eBay, pick this up. Yeah. It'll cost you some money, but give it a shot. Yeah. Because it doesn't take as much concentration. You aren't yep. if you Oh sure, you can join our gaming group and then they're sitting there for an hour and a half while other people do stuff. It can be hard for a kid. Yep. Hero Quest yep. is a lot more It's uh, a lot more fast paced. It's a lot more fast paced. Yes. It's a lot more direct. You yep. do something yep. every time. But the simplicity is huge. That's just what I've heard over and over and over again from people. Even and when... it's, it's also very tactile. It's very tactile, yes. You're always, you're always using the miniatures and the dice and everything, which sometimes yep. you have for D&D. It's a lot more specific. You, okay, you were... And like you said how like when you're starting the kids' idol, for me, growing up as a kid with ADHD and all, Horribly short attention span. Yeah. It was yeah. really good for me because Tony went, I went, Dad went. I always got to play. I like when I started trying to play D and D with people. It was hard because I'm sitting there for 30 minutes. I don't even get to say anything, yes. and I get bored. But yes. I get to sit there. I get to roll the dice. Get to move my character. It's very interactive for a kid who needs to fidget. It's yeah. really good. And I know I have a few, like my youth group leader at church. He's trying to get his son into gaming. And I'm like, hey, there's this thing called Hero Quest. It's really simple. It's fun. You should use that. But it's like, it's it's good because, like, that's, it's tactile. It's good. And I have, there's plenty of other kids I've known, like, dad's gamer friends, their kids, who they come and they play Hero Quest lessons and they have loved it because it's just yeah. it's easy. It is. But the, the main part of it, and it's actually kind of incredible how a game so basically simple and at its core is easy, can be so expansive and can do so many things that's exactly it yeah you're right because the basic concept of it is so simple that 
like you said, kids can pick it up. It's fast paced. And then when you, I don't know if you were this way, Peter, but when you saw the, the map at the end of the, the quest book, you're like, oh, wow, I can have so much fun with this and make your own yes. quests. And it sounds like yeah. your kids have really globbed onto that and, and ran with it too. Oh, yeah. So, and not to mention, discover, I'll tell you, when I, I saw Dark World and I flipped it over yep. and I saw the back and I said, I can use another map. It wasn't even, oh, there's another game like this. It was, yeah. I can use another map. <laughs> um, and then I saw Dragon Strike. That was my first thing. How yeah. can I use this for Hero Quest? Yep. So, oh, yeah. Those um, Dragon Strike, you could tell, was very much a copy of Hero Quest. Oh, yes. Yes. You, you know the gaming world pretty well, Peter. Is there anything out there now that's kind of a, a modern version of Hero Quest, you think, in your opinion? I would say. Has the simplicity and the. In, in, in the rules and stuff? If we had to pick anything, I would say it'd be Broadsword. Because the, the man who did Broadsword did amazing work. He, like, reduxed everything. He made it so that way, you know, you could run out of, you know, ammunition. You could purchase mag uh, magical ammunition. It, it is very much an homage to HeroQuest. He was probably a, a HeroQuest kid. I would guess. Yes. He he wanted to expand it and he finally said, you know what, I think I'm getting just different enough. I can <coughs> make it available to people. Okay. Um Broadsword. on drive through RPG. It's very good, advancing rules. He did one of the first things that I did, which is I said, Okay, what about this guy? Does he get from being a dwarf? And what does he get from being kind of a fighter thief? Okay. And I, I tried to split things up so that you could be, if you wanted to be a, an elven wizard, you could. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to be a dwarven fighter, and no, I don't want to be doing the search for trap stuff, but I really want to play a dwarf. Okay. Because um, I, I think how we want to run it, if you want to be a dwarf, how does humans, because how we do it is we do six plus D6. So if you're an elf, you lose a body point, but you get eight. Plus a D six for your movement. For your movement. Okay. And if you're a dwarf, it you gain a body point and then you get four plus a D six. His dad didn't like it. I'd be like, okay, we're trying to run away from the gargoyle. I got my two sticks here, and I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> yeah, that is apparently the most modified rule in the game. Sure. And yeah. um, you know, I I think it was kind of silly. It's like, okay, I'm gonna walk across the room and examine that chest. And I don't make it. What uh, for the kids? What's who's your favorite hero, and then who's your favorite monster in Hero Quest? Well, Shannon had to run to work. Okay, that's fine. For Tony, okay, who's your favorite hero, and who's your what's your favorite monster? I mean, to be honest, my favorite hero I'd have to say is the mage. I've I the the barbarian was nice when I was a kid. He was simple, but there's so much more options when you're a mage. Like you can go like. I'm going to teleport across the room, fireball, I can heal, just a lot more uh, stuff. And my favorite monster would have to be the uh, the orc. Orc, just, okay. Yeah. Okay, so classic. Classic orc. Yeah. Yes. Classic. <laughs> yes, he's very much a classic. Maybe you do this, Peter, but sometimes we, we do play with all the expansions and all the extra cards. But sometimes, me and my kids, we just play the, the base set. We'll just play. Yeah. Tonight's just a classic night. We're just going to play with what we played when we were kids and uh, just do it that way. Yeah. Sometimes it is nice to, cause I, I, uh, we did, we were doing star Wars hero quest for about 
two months. Yeah. And finally I said, Hey, Tony, and he, Tony was running. And I said, this is great. Let's put it away. Let's just break out the basic stuff. Yep. We did a whole hero quest, straight hero quest for a while. And then I'm like, so anyway, I'm working on these orc heroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but that's what's so fun about the the universe, the Hero Quest universe, is you can set the set the Star Wars down, like you said, play the yeah. classics, and then then come back to it. It's it's uh, it, it's, it's what makes it great. What was uh, some of your first, Peter? What was some of your first homebrew or some of your first house rules that you made when you were young, when you first got it? The the first rule I did that I changed was I said, okay, it is six movement plus a d6 okay that was the first thing i ever changed um because it just got silly sometimes the next one i did as i said if there's no monsters on the board yep you can tell me where you're going yep we're gonna go all go stack up on that board yep because the first time i spent almost 15 minutes where everybody was rolling their dice and everybody was moving, but the group wants to stay together. So they were all moving at the pace of the slowest person. And I said, no. Yep. Now, I will tell you what's, you know, if you're just going to walk down there, let me know. If you're going to do the whole search all the way down, great. One of the other rules I did is I finally started to think it was a little ridiculous. And somebody looks down the edge of that long corridor all the way out down the edge of the board. And they go, oh, Yes. There's a spike trap down there. Yeah. So I said, you can search the distance of your mind, and the dwarf is double his mind. No, no, no. Oh. You, said double, you said double the mind, but the dwarf is triple. Okay. Sorry. Okay. The dwarf has three. So that way, you're not checking out an entire corridor all at one time. I'm like, if you can't throw open a door and search the room, oh, you can only search the first square inside the room for traps. Okay, but I can see all the way down the corridor, and yeah, you know, that that seemed a little bit silly to me. So I sure that. And after that, it was uh, having to come up with rules for some things, like in Dragon Strike, there are slopes on the board. Yep. yep. There's no rules for that in Hero Quest, There's and not. of course, as soon as I said, "Well, you're up higher," you get an extra defense dice. As soon as I said that, everybody was jumping on tables. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sure you can jump on tables, but okay, you can jump on okay. tables. You can jump on so <laughs> there, there is a lot that you have to come up with and kind of uh, just decide whether or not it's going to work on sure. the fly. What about, homebrew, uh, what about homebrew items, like cards or figures? What was some of your early, early homebrew projects? Probably the earliest thing I ever did, and it wasn't so much a homebrew. I got the the box here. Oh, wow. Let me see if I can find it. Well, okay, one of the first things I did is I jotted down Hero Quest stats, and some people are going to be, you know, upset, but I jotted down Hero Quest stats for the monsters in the Dragon Strike oh, yeah. game. Yeah. And this was Cardmaster, which was D&D based. And I just made little notes for what it would have in HeroQuest. Yeah, yeah. And I created what I call the nice treasure deck. Because Uh, on one hand, you can find something like the Wand of Lightning. Yep. 
but you can well, boots of levitation. Oh, watch now! I won't find anything bad. Heavy throwing axe. Tony, have you been taking monsters out? Oh, <laughs> you can find NPCs. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can find some more odd items. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or you can find much tougher monsters like a bugbear. Much tougher monsters. Oh yeah, the bugbears. Yeah. I did add. For a while, I made up some of my own cards. I don't know if I'll find one. But when I was saying I had the group that was taking everything super seriously. Uh-huh. So, okay, it's a healing potion. Can I divide it up into smaller doses to, for, for when I just need one? I had added a rule where the I, I added a thief class. Yeah. And he could look at the first two cards and uh-huh. take the one he liked the best. Oh, which okay. in a deck that's 50 50 yeah. wound up being immensely powerful. He was the only person who ever searched because oh, I also yeah. said people are getting stuff too quickly. Only one person can search at a time or only one person can search each room. So I added things like spiked pit traps. Yes. Where you don't can't search for treasure because you know, you, you have to get out of there with the spikes yeah. and, the damage and everything because one time I did have somebody who fell on a pit trap and he's like, Oh, I can search here. I'm like, yeah. And he found a pit trap (laughs) and he said, well, as long as I'm down here, I'm going to search. And I told him, I said, if you find one more pit trap, you are going into an entire other level of this dungeon. So this was probably some of these early stuff would have been what early nineties. Some of these. Yeah. 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 A lot of it was, I pick up something and it wasn't as useful for D and D as I thought. So yeah. I figured out a way. That's what I wound up doing with the uh, card master stuff. And like I was saying, this is the treasure deck from uh, broadsword. A lot of it is going to be very familiar sounding. I've told people who are like, I missed out on the, the Hasbro pulse thing. Mm-hmm. I can't possibly afford a set. You know, I've told people, you can print the cards out. You can cut them out with a straight edge. You can get a corner snipper and you can yep. have, you can print an entire deck of cards that are almost exactly like yep. the original. Like the yeah. And they're like, I, I can't do that. I don't have the time. And I've said, you know, go get that. It's very similar. Get that track down one of those nice mouse pad board uh, boards and uh, get yeah. yourself some, that, uh, some miniatures and you're ready to go. Yeah. What What did you think, Peter, of the, the Hasbro Pulse thing when you first saw it? I was very, very excited when I yep. saw it. Me too. And then, then I got a little more leery and I, I realized what it is. They had to separate themselves from the Games Workshop aspects of it. Uh-huh. And that made me a little bit leery. And then, I, I mean, one of the first things I did in my game was add a way to play odd combinations. Okay. What do you get if you're a halfling? Oh, okay. Well, come on. This is, you, you get more movement. You can slip in between the legs of monsters. This, th- that's what you get. Yeah. And so people were playing weird combinations almost from the start. But some of the, the orc bard and some of that, I, I said, yeah, I totally let you do that in my game. But I kind of think there's a reason it's the barbarian, the elf, Mm -hmm. the wizard. They're kind of iconic. Yes. Yeah. And while I'm totally cool if you want to play an orc bard, 
I don't know if that's what I, yeah. I, iconic yeah. to me. Yeah, I agree. But I'm very excited to have new official classes of magic yeah. for the Necromancer and the Bard and the Druid. I was really excited to see it. It kind of came out of the blue, and then uh, I just happened to stumble upon it online. It wasn't really pre-announced or anything, as far as I know. Yeah. Well, oh, you want to know the timing? I had just bought all of the miniatures from the Lichmeyer Dungeon, and they were about to show up. Okay. I had just reprinted every card, hosts of special cards, uh-huh. and bought a whole bunch of uh, miniatures that were in a similar style. And so I basically had rebuilt an entire set. I had created, well, I found the box, sure. but I had made tons of uh, door ends Or uh, corridor ends, stairwells, doors. I created all of this stuff. Got all of this. And and it started out with, you know, I have some dental plaster to use. Yeah. And I'm not really using it anymore. And I wound up buying 50 more pounds of dental plaster. It's a simpler (laughs) stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I made the new board. I bought the new miniatures. I did all the new cards. I did all that stuff. I printed out a whole bunch of new uh, character classes. Okay. Someone had done that were real. So I did all of this stuff. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a new box <laughs> for what I paid in Dental Blaster. Oh. Like, uh, uh. You know. Uh, What's another $180 a piece or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun, though. I, I agree. I think having the new new system coming out will introduce a whole new generation to it, I think. But mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of us guys that bought it when we were young, will are introducing it to our kids just like you did. And I think a whole nother generation will, will take it, take it and, and run with it as well. I think. I, I hope so. I hope so. I, certainly do. Um, I think it will be very nice if I do hope it goes into general release. Me too. Because the when I saw that, because I have brought all of this stuff to a convention, um, I was big into Robotech Tactics. Okay. I brought that to the small local convention every year. I set up, uh, one time the guy said, how much space do you need? I said, well, I created um, 18 feet by 18 feet worth of space battlefield, and I made a six-foot-long Zentradi starship. So as much as I can get. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I was big into this and I was lucky if I could get one or two people to play test. Really? The- and then I did shadows of brimstone one year, had a decent number of people at the table. But when I said, I'm doing hero quest, here's my, here's the board I made. Yeah. These are the characters you can pick from. Please come by to get your stuff set up so we can jump in right when the time slot starts. I Every game was filled. Really? I had people there at the table the whole time talking to me. And because people were like, and I'd say we ran three sessions mm-hmm. and each one at least had one parent-child combo. 
See, there you go. Where where the person said there we there are very few games we can both play together and have fun at these things. Yeah. Because if it's something it's like, you know, it's this I'm smashing frogs in this game with the thing yeah. and it's yeah. not any fun for me. And the yeah. kids sitting there do, drooling while they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. So, yep. It was it's, a uh it's a good middle my, ground, I think. Yes. And my big hope was if you can walk into the store and you can buy a set, then hopefully people will be playing it at conventions again. Yes. And they won't be setting down their board and going, no food near the board. No, yeah. no drinks. No, nothing. Nobody yeah. looking at anything. <laughs> you dropped the skeleton. Yeah. I mean, it's, exactly. I, I mean, cause th- yeah. this stuff is getting pretty expensive. It is. It's not and, cheaper. Yeah. And that's one reason why I ordered a bunch of the printed yes. minis. Yeah, those are amazing. Um, yes, that's where I. Uh, so I, you set up, um, Peter, you set up HeroQuest at one of your local cons. Did you get yeah. some of the similar stories from, from dads and moms? Like, oh, yeah, I remember that game when I, I was a kid. I had a lot of people who were yeah. saying, yes, I remember playing this when I was a kid. I had one guy say, you know, this is this is the big thing I'm upset my mom got rid of. Yep. I talked to a couple of, there were a couple of guys who said, Hey, are you going to do this at the next convention? And I said, yep. Oh, I plan on it. Um, unfortunately, we had to cancel the convention this year. Yep. It was Arcticon in Northwest Indiana. Uh, we, we skated in just under the wire last year. We had to cancel it for this year. And unfortunately, the uh, main guy that runs it, Benjamin Starkey, uh, passed away. Oh, no. And it was uh, a big blow. So he had a team that helped him do it. So I don't know if it's going to go on in the future or not. But I had people saying, are you going to do this at the next convention? And I said, well, people seem to be having a lot of fun. And and so am I. So, yeah. And they said, good. Next year, I'm bringing my nephew or next year, I'm bringing my kids. Yep. Because this is this is dad time. (laughs) But don't play this. Yeah. And I said, okay. I only got six slots per game. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's limited, but I, I agree. Like you said, in, in about 10 minutes, anybody can learn how to play this, in oh, my yeah. opinion. It's not difficult. You don't have to. Yeah. I, I, I agree that playing D&D, waiting, you know, like you were talking about, your daughter was saying, yeah, I have to wait an hour to kind of get started, and, and it's just ugh, it's just too much. This, five, 10 minutes, you're up and running. Yes, yes. And especially if you're someone who has played a lot of games like this. I mean, because if it's if the person has never done anything like this, then it's going to be an issue. But they sit down and they go, okay, body. Yeah. And attack. Oh, yeah. these are the dice I use. I throw this many dice when I attack, and I throw this many dice when I defend, yeah. and I can take get hit this many times. Boom. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, that's how far I move. I've yes. had people who have never seen the system before but have played other stuff yeah and they sit down in i'd say two minutes yep they're ready to play a fighter oh yeah so it's it's the simplicity like you said is is amazing and that's what i think keeps it makes it easy to show new people and but you have the ability to expand it like you said so it's 
if you want to keep it simple, you can keep it simple. If you want to expand on it, add your own rules, add your own characters, you can do that. And it's very easy to do. It is, it is very easy to do and fun. And it is a lot of fun. And one of the things that, um, I was, I constantly joke with my dice, with my dice. I joke with my wife when she looks at the piles of dice and the piles of like, I just took over a shelf. I'm waiting on tenfold dungeon. Unfortunately, the ship got caught in a storm when it was the Kickstarter was coming in. And last I heard is they're examining the uh, contents to make sure it's okay before it gets shipped out. Okay. Um, but I picked up a whole bunch of 3D terrain. Oh, wow. I picked up Easy Dungeon. I picked up Dungeons and Lasers. I'm starting to take over the um, the shelf, <laughs> the shelf, the, you know, the cabinets in the real world, as my yes. wife likes to call it sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, but I've joked with her. I said, you know, I used to play D and D every weekend, and that was it, and it was cool. Yeah. I got my in, but you know, then we couldn't get together all the time, so yeah. I started doing miniature gaming. Yeah, and it's your fault, <laughs> you know. And uh, and also, it's it's got the one other advantage of when you can't actually game, you can yeah. you can paint. Yeah, exactly. or you can work on character cards or oh there's so many dice yes, different dice there's character cards yeah. there's storylines and and there's there's a bunch of stuff you can do when you're not actually gaming that is yeah. still involved and still fun mm-hmm. yeah i agree well hey i appreciate it peter i better let you go but i man i love the interaction with you and your kids that's just great that's what uh i i think this game is brought families together because i've talked to you and some other hero quest gamers and it's the same theme yeah i introduced yeah. it to my kids they love it they uh, i introduced my friends they love it so. yeah and in fact i'm printing up another set of cards for a buddy um he's trying to get his son into gaming but his son has is on the spectrum okay and it's hard for him and he's he doesn't have a lot of uh, extra money sure and I'm like, well, there's a reason I brought a bought a printer that will print on a piece of paper 13 inches wide. Nice. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I got the I got the lamination sheets, I got the card stock, See? I got I got the straight edge cutter. I said it's a couple afternoons of farting around printing stuff up. Yeah. And um and he's got miniatures and whatnot. Sure. So um That's good. Yeah. Yeah, help the guy out and give him something to do with his son, and yeah, knows, you know, hopefully, that, hopefully it'll it, it'll click. It clicked for my kids, yeah. so yeah, no, I agree. That sounds like your kids. Yeah, you've really dove into it and gotten to the Star Wars side and and some other stuff. If you would for the for the show notes, maybe if you could send me some of those pictures of your the Star Wars or some of the expansion stuff that we sure. talked about, so that the listener can can look at those. And kind of see sure. what what you're doing there, and, and get some maybe get some inspiration or some ideas, and and I would I always encourage anybody that's into Hero Quest go to the the Facebook pages that you see on Facebook or go to Ye Old End. There's so much content there. It's it's a, oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I said, I and I did swipe a little bit. Um, 
I figure they kind of owe the community. Yeah. So I don't know if you recognize that artwork. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's from the Hero Quest 25th anniversary. Sure. I'm uh, like, I have zero guilt about that. <laughs> yeah, those guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking that. I'm printing it. It looks cool. Yeah. It's good to go. Maybe we'll have to do it again sometime and and uh, see what uh, see what, especially with the new system coming out. I'd be curious to get some some feedback from some diehard old school gamers, Hero Quest gamers. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you though, if you saw the card game, yes, I am just saying I had better not have a sticker sheet and a bunch of blank dice. <laughs> yes, I ordered it, but I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> Did you order it or not? Uh, no, I did not. I did not okay. hear about it until it was already like, well, maybe sometimes you can find it on Amazon UK. And I'm like, yeah. uh, okay. And then I started hearing about it and I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't know if I want to yeah. go if, there. If, when I get it, I'll let you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. I think uh, I may have gotten Ben Boozled. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I figure I'm already going to be paying aftermarket prices at this point. So yeah. I might as well wait and hear from people if they really like it before I shell out serious cash. Well, you have a good day. Yep. All right. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. It was a great time talking with Peter. You can tell he really loves gaming with his family. And it's nice to see that he found something that him and his kids and his friends and family can participate in as well. It's a great time talking to him. I love the game. I love the whole community of HeroQuest. It's an awesome time. Sorry it took so long to get this episode out. I had a lot of things going on in my life, but hopefully we can get back on schedule with the podcast. And if you're listening this long, you're a dedicated fan. And thank you. I really appreciate it. So until next time, nerd it up. <laughs>